The 44 to the 44, the 49ers are four and four live podcast. Gotta love them. They're four and four midway point of the season. They made one move at the trade deadline. We'll talk about the Jeff Wilson trade, as mentioned before, halfway point of the season. Let's hand out some midseason awards here on the Sprint Right Option Podcast. Welcome, everybody. We are live. We are live. My name is Jason Aponte. I am Andrew Pasquini. We're working. That's it. We're working over here. That's it. Let's go Niners. Let's go Niners. Sprint Ride Option Podcast. Oh my goodness, live podcast. You got to love them. We sometimes call the 49ers the four and fours, whatever. That's what their record is. So I guess it works. This is a new Sprint Ride Option Podcast. I am Andrew Pasquini. Joined as always by the impeccable Jason Aponte. Jason, how are you doing on this lovely Monday evening? Monday, God, I am all over the place. Friday, what is going on? Friday what is, what is evening. I, we're off. We're tired. I'm, I'm already on the weekend mentally. It's the bye week. My brain doesn't have to work right now. But Jason, how are you doing on this Friday? It's because it's because you're wearing that seventy-five dollar hat and Oof. like it's it's like blocking everything Clean. out. I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's pretty some, much what it is. You, you know, I it. have I actually have you. I have the stream on a second screen here, so I can see the chat running and all that stuff. And when you went live, the uh, ad was forty-seven grand. Just throwing that out there, uh, probably curated to me, but that that's neither here nor there. And they say our phones don't listen to us, but yeah, that seventy-five dollar hat is crispy. I, that's some rich ass shit. I mean, I couldn't do it, you know. But hey, yeah, you know, man. that's you. Uh, quad pay, yeah. quad yeah. pay, got a lot quad of pay. I'm good. Uh, you know, few, you know, one day off, and uh, you know, we'll have the rest of the week off a little bit. We'll be able to focus in on the next team on the schedule, the Los Angeles Chargers. But as of right now, let's hand out some awards. But let's talk about Jeff Wilson. Yeah. So the trade deadline came and went, and I believe the 49ers were the only team in the NFC West to make a trade on that day, despite a certain team who plays in Los Angeles probably needing some help. And outside of the NFC West, another team who plays in Wisconsin didn't make a single move. That's neither here nor there. But the 49ers, they did make a move. They traded running back Jeff Wilson to the Miami Dolphins uh, for a fifth-round pick. I it, I wasn't necessarily surprised by the trade. I think that was a rumored, you know, Jeff Wilson was going to get traded. I think, I think a lot of people realize that. Miami was an interesting choice, and it was probably one I should have thought of because of obvious reasons, Mike McDaniel, the offensive system, all that fun stuff. It, it, it's good to see that the Niners, it seems like they worked with Wilson in order to send him to a place where he will succeed because, I, I mean, realistically, it's a tough situation. He's the number one running back part prior to the Christian McCaffrey trade. And now going into week 10 after the bye, he's the third running back. And that's not an ideal situation with Elijah Mitchell coming back. So the Niners got a fifth round pick out of it. And knowing the Niners, that fifth round pick is going to be their next all pro player. So that's cool. So yeah, Jeff Wilson trade. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, uh, I, I just think it's good business. You have an undrafted free agent. You're able to flip him for a pick. Otherwise, he was just going to leave next year. Mm -hmm. But it, it was a move where, again, this this front office has shown that they want to work with their players. They care about them. They're not just discarding them or anything like that. And Jeff Wilson went to the organization and said, listen, I like the the role, the prominent role. I, I would like for that to continue. And, you know, the 49ers, obviously, with Elijah Mitchell coming back, were were able to make a move like this. I don't think they they could make this move if they weren't as confident in Elijah Mitchell coming right back and contributing. Some would say, well, you know, he's injury. You know, he's had an injury history. I don't like using that word injury prone. Injury history. But at the same time, uh, they really care about their players. They work something mm -hmm. out. And Jeff Wilson gets to go to somewhere where he can just hit the ground running. And, you know, when we get to the Miami game, Hoops revenge game is is oh, it going to be is going to be the a wildest discussion now forty five minute segment yeah like it's it, we might as well just make a pod about like who it could be because there's like three hundred people that it could be so yeah but but good for Jeff Wilson I think it's good on the 49ers to recoup some some picks and and as you said in the fifth round it's usually where the 49ers make their money so I mean you got to feel good about their chances of hitting on something there especially as well as they scout players. I wanted to make the joke of, you know, we're, we're doing midseason awards, having a category of like, what's the best trade the Niners have made this season? And the joke of the Jeff Wilson trade because a fifth round pick, you can get anybody, a Christian McCaffrey with the fifth round pick, you know, that mm -hmm. type of deal. Uh, I won't go that far. And yeah, the, the, the fun thing about Elijah Mitchell, people talking about the, you know, his health issues and all that fun stuff. 
do you watch the Niners? It's obvious he's going to get like four carries a game because Christian Probably. McCaffrey is going to get 150 touches every game the rest of the mm-hmm. season. Did you not see what he did with Debo last year? He has a second Debo. Elijah Mitchell is going to have like six carries a game on like eight snaps. Like, so, so obviously that's me panicking a little bit, just <laughs> a joke to, to, to exasperate the situation. But yeah, no, Jeff Wilson, I'm happy the Niners worked with him to get him to a place where he can and should succeed. I think he's going to, they, they traded Chase Edmonds in the Bradley Chubb mm-hmm. deal as well. So obviously Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson haven't seen that in a Shanahan offense. That was, that was the joke I used on Monday as well. Uh, I saw a lot of people use, I'm not very original in my timeline to be honest, but that's okay. Neither here nor there. It's it just a good trade. Great, yeah, exactly. Great minds think of me and 450 other people on 49ers Twitter. Great minds think alike. I mean, I mean, when you think about the the sheer scope of 49ers Twitter, 450 is a is a dot compared to how many yeah, people per- actually use a percentage 49ers of a percentage. Kyle Shanahan's right. on 49ers Twitter. We just don't yep, know which account sure. it is yet. For right? sure, hundred percent. No, uh, he's in here right now. Maybe he's amateur draft scout. He could that could be him. I don't know, Kyle Shanahan. I know you're here, but Kyle. <laughs> If you haven't already, subscribe to Jason Aponte's YouTube channel. Subscribe to the Sprint Red Option podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast, Jason. I think that's all the thoughts we had on Jeff Wilson, unless I'm mistaken. No, good luck, Jeff Wilson. Cool. Godspeed. Thank you for everything. You are you ha- have every time your number was called, you are a consummate professional. So thank you. And, and we'll be rooting for you every week, except for the week that you play the 49ers. Beautiful. There we go. Yeah. Hopefully in that whom's revenge game. I'm so I'm really looking forward to that, to be honest. He's like, we can go because wasn't Anthony Lynn their head coach for a hot minute or wasn't he in Miami for a hot minute? We could go that deep as well. Maybe we could. I mean, I know maybe he wasn't there. No, no, no. It it was uh, he was with the Chargers, but we could just go. We could just do literally just the the Miami offense like, you know. Trent Niner. Sherfield, Craig Craft, they both caught touchdowns. Now both running backs. Now Mike McDaniel. I mean, I'm sure if we dug a little deeper and we looked at certain guys, we say, "Oh man, that guy played for the 49ers for you know a week or so." Him too. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna be fun. I, I love that. I love that segment because it's... everybody can have a revenge game any week based yes. on the fact that uh, how people are moved around this league. So. 49er legend to attack of Viola. That's what I'm yeah. always revenge game for him. Uh yeah. So now I guess we're gonna move into the main part of the podcast. Mid-season awards. We talked about a couple. This obviously isn't the Sroppies. We didn't ask for the votes. Uh, I was going to make the joke because I know uh, uh, BKBG is in here. JKBG, there he is. Literally on point. On point. You see that? I know he's in there ready to make the joke of Sroppy Toppy, LOL, ha, ha, ha. We're just going to call these one the quickies because it's the mid-season award just to get it out of the way. Uh, but if we have a couple of categories in our mind, if you guys have any like side category you guys want to throw out there, this is all just Jason and I's opinion based on what we think. We're probably going to disagree on a few of these awards. If you guys have any categories you want to throw out, we'll, we'll take it. It could be whatever. I mean, please keep it within 49er centric. But what, what you guys want, whatever category, we'll take it gladly. We'll make this a little more interactive. Jason, I wanted to start with a fun award. And I've been thinking for five hours how to word it exactly. So we're going to see how this works. Uh, this The first award, midseason award, is the the most same-ass, sorriest team award. Uh, Jason, I want, to, I want to know your opinion. There's a lot of same old sorry-ass teams out in the NFL. I wanted to get who you thought was the most same old sorry-ass version of themselves. What are oh, – who are the Los Angeles Rams? Andrew Pasquini. There we go. So the first winner of the same old sorry-ass team award is the same old sorry-ass Rams. Uh, Eight-game losing streak against the Niners. We don't talk about the other, but that's okay. Neither here nor there. Wanted to open up with that because we're having a good time here on the Sprint Right Option podcast. You're not supposed to be happy about that win either. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Sorry, my bad. Regular yeah, yeah, season that's what win. You get. That's what you get. When, I, don't, I don't understand why you were happy about it. When the Rams lose their – because their game on Sunday might be a loser leap sound game where the loser of that game might miss the NFC playoffs. But, hey, it's at least a regular season game. So if the Rams lose it and miss the playoffs because of it, regular season game doesn't matter. So that, that's good. Now, Jason, let's start with one that I think can be really any four of them. Let's start with best win of the season. Uh, the Niners have four wins. I don't know if I mentioned the four and fours at the top of the podcast. Four wins, Seattle week two, the Rams week four, the Panthers week five, and then the Rams week eight. Jason, in your personal opinion, because these are based off of our opinions, not a vote or nothing, best win of the 49ers season? The Rams. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. I know that that's recency bias, but when you think about staying staying undefeated in the division, 
going into SoFi and doing that, Mm -hmm. having Christian McCaffrey break out, understanding that there's reinforcements on the way. This feels like a springboard win. And, you know, I could go another way with this. And I think you might disagree and you might go with the one that I'm I'm thinking of in my head. I think I know what you're thinking of. But this one is too fresh in my mind. So I'll say the Rams just for the sake of argument. I... I, I agree. I, I knew you were going to take this one. And I think we've done this podcast for three years now. So you knew exactly where I was going to pivot. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they have one win over a first place team. They do. And that is the Seattle Seahawks in week two. I, Jason, your win is great. Great choice. I loved it. It's yeah. fantastic. But yeah, man, let's start talking about those Seattle Seahawks. They're, they're five and three first place in the NFC West. Let me tell you how many points they've scored every game this season in order. 17, 7, 23, 48, 32, 19, 37, and 27. They have the fourth most points for in the NFL this year. The only time they were held to single digits, the San Francisco 49ers, seven points. The Niners winning in week two, 27 to seven. And I mean, if we really want to take it, even deeper, the idea that the game that was they, they lost Trey Lance, obviously, to bounce back and still do what they did to the Seahawks as well. That's why I kind of stayed away from that one. But yeah, no. I, yes, I obviously. Going. But but it, it, it kind of adds to the win as well, right? Mm-hmm. I, I do agree. I think the Rams last week is the easy answer. But I think at some point we need to talk about this game because, Jason, as you've been saying for two weeks, the Seahawks are good. What what was it? What was Geno Smith's quote? Uh, they they were calling for me, but I didn't they, pick they, up or whatever. They wrote me off, but I didn't write back. I, what a great! That's an all time saying. And if like Seattle goes like two and fourteen, or sorry, two and fifteen, my bad, guys, seventeen game season, it, it comes back to bite them a little bit. But now they're five and three, best team in the NFC West. That's an iconic quote. They tried oh, to write me off, but I didn't write back. Iconic, Geno Smith. Oh yeah, and it's a two team race. I tried to tell you guys. Who are the people in the comments that would tell, oh, y'all are tripping. Seattle's not good. Seattle's good. It's time It's time to get ready and and, and decide that. And, yeah, and, and I agree with you that this is the best win. It's the best win against a quality opponent. Mm-hmm. Now, look, we laughed at Seattle. They drafted a running back, but they drafted two tackles. They drafted a cornerback who leads the league in interceptions or is damn near close, Tariq Woolen. Geno Smith has, has thrown off-target throws mm-hmm. 9% of the times that he's thrown the ball. The Seattle Seahawks are real. And here we are again talking about them being probably the biggest game on the schedule Thursday night football. Can't have it any other way. Sounds to me like the real problem with the Seattle Seahawks was let's ride. Let's ride. Broncos let's ride. country. Let's ride. Uh, yeah. No. Is is it time to have the conversation that Russell Wilson is a system quarterback and Pete Carroll is the system? I I don't know. It's, it's just funny because my personal hate for the Seahawks, like I obviously they're a division rival. We still Procludes don't like me them. From, from giving them compliments. But I think, oh guys, I think a lot of the hatred that we have for Seattle went out the window with Russell Wilson. That's, that's, that was the point I was getting to. It's like, it's almost like, yeah, they're a division. I look at them more as I, like I look at Arizona. Nobody cares about Arizona and the NFC West. What are they going to do? Start eight and one and then get eliminated in the first round of the playoffs again. Oh no. Like Arizona's not scary to me. Seattle is just in the Arizona category of, yeah, man, like they're a division rival, but there's really nothing to other than Pete Carroll, obviously. But I think Russell Wilson is what made that team easier to hate and now yes. that they're gone it, or he's gone it, it, there it's easier to say yeah you well, know i don't like the seahawks but it's not a hate well i think 49er fans have banded together and said and thrown dirt on russell wilson's grave now like that like so they're even they're even happy that seattle's doing better without yes. russell wilson just so they could say russell wilson's washed which he yes. is Absolutely. And it, honestly, if, if Seattle goes back, ever goes back to the silver helmets, we might have a conversation about Seattle being maybe the cool team in the NFC oh, West that, again. That helmet is so far. Oh, if they ever, like, they, they were the first team I thought of when they announced that two teams can go two shells, is if they break out the the OG silver helmets with the blue and the green with the gray O. Oh, one of my favorite jerseys in NFL history. I look at the Sprint Red Option podcast. We love the Seahawks apparently here right now. Hot, hot take. Uh, <laughs> this is the Seahawks podcast now. Well, what would we even call that? The Run It at, at the Goal Line podcast, whatever. The I Can't Hear You podcast. Yeah, there we go. The Twelfth Man, the, the, the Piped oh. In Sound podcast. There we oh. go. We got it. Uh, the place was very quiet when I went to the soccer game. No, I'm joking. It was very yep. loud there. But 
I don't even know where we're at at this point, Jason. So best newcomer of the 49ers. That's the next category we have in our heads. I, I, there's a few good choices. I, like Christian McCaffrey, I guess, technically is one. So, Jason, who is your best newcomer to the 49ers? I have such a boring answer. It's so boring. Okay. It's Aaron Banks. Now, when you really think about the fact that everybody – did I take yours? No, you did not, but I did not think of that. Oh, well, when you think about the way that everybody projected Aaron Banks, he's a bust. Uh, The word bust was thrown around on a guy who hadn't even taken snaps. Bust. Not only is he not a bust, I could make the argument that he's played more games than Trent Williams. He's been the best offensive lineman all year this year for the San Francisco 49ers. So – yeah, I am gonna say Aaron Banks because That's such a good answer. I didn't even four- think of it. And the 49ers hit on a third round pick. Like, or a second round pick, I believe. A second round pick. And again, a lot of a lot of discussion in training camp. Are we struggling? Oh, is the offense gonna look this way? Like, what's he gonna be able to do? All he did was work. All he does is is get a thankless job where nobody really talks about him. Aaron Banks is the best newcomer for the San Francisco 49ers. That is such a damn good answer. Like, I, I'm thrown off that you answered that so well because I like Aaron Banks didn't even come to mind. That's how bad I am at this sometimes because that's such a good choice. Wow, like claps, claps in the chat for Jason. Fantastic pick. Uh, the name I have in mind, I'm going to mention later. So I'm not going to throw him out. I'm going to go with the lazy. I'm going to go Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Just for the excitement of what that one game was and the excitement of the Kansas City game going into it, seeing what he is. 22 is available if anybody wants it, by the way. I don't know if he – Next year he'll do saying, it. Maybe next year. I still want him to go back to five, but that's a that's a conversation for another year. How about this? McCaffrey to five, Lance to ten. No. Solved it. Solved no. it. No. No. <laughs> no. 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 Okay. No. No, I man. Tried. I tried. And Jordan no, Willis, man. 52. That's just a throw on top. But no, just the excitement of what what Christian McCaffrey can be in this offense and and then seeing it into fruition and seeing what he did against the Rams. Yes, it it was one game, but I'm going to throw it out there, best newcomer, because A, my real answer, I have him somewhere else down the line, and and B, just the excitement, the, the thought. As we said, when he got traded is the wet dream was Christian McCaffrey in Kyle Shanahan's offensive system for as long as Kyle Shanahan's been here. And I don't know the Falcons, but maybe when he was there in the Falcons, that was around his rookie year, so I guess not as much. But now to finally see it, and then for the, like, the first game could have easily been, like, six receptions for 50 yards, 10 or 20 carries for 150 and a touchdown, and been like, yeah, that's, that's exciting. But for the his first full game to be a touchdown in rushing, touchdown receiving, touchdown passing, this many yards here, this many yards there, it's just like man, like like Shanahan's thinking of everything for this guy. And 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 I joked earlier about Elijah Mitchell getting six carries because Shanahan's going to use McCaffrey on ninety eight percent of the touches. Like I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of not. And that's the thing with Christian McCaffrey is, is that it's that excitement where it's. You feel like the offense is just a little more unlocked because of him. So yeah, I'll go. I'll go Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, no, and that's a great answer. I think what you saw was what Christian McCaffrey is able to do to alleviate some of the concerns that you have with you know checkdowns. That's not really something that's really in the game for the 49ers. But now, mm-hmm. if uh, you know the the offensive line is blocking the way that they were on Sunday, Jimmy Garoppolo gets to go through all his progressions and then hit Christian McCaffrey at the bottom of the at, in the flat and against a one on one on a linebacker who has no chance to tackle him. It just makes everything more dynamic, puts more pressure on the defense. I think you saw the Christian McCaffrey effect a little bit in the Kansas City game, but you saw exactly what it could be, mm-hmm. especially when he needed to be leaned on because some of those touches are going to go away when Debo's back. So mm-hmm. you don't really have to worry about running him into the ground. His yes. touches will continue, but they will continue to get more efficient as they go along, even if they're dialed back. And, and yeah, and people talk about the injury aspect of everything with McCaffrey, with Debo, with Elijah Mitchell, with the Niners as a whole. The injury thing's not really a secret at this point. But what adding Christian McCaffrey does is, is it probably makes them all a little more productive with less touches, right? Mm-hmm. The ball's going to be spread out a little bit more. And I know you could say, well, they could have done that already because if you just take Christian McCaffrey out, it's Ayuk, it's Debo, it's Kittle, it's Mitchell. But now it's another guy who could maybe even take on a little bit more. Maybe he gets more touches than Samuel. Samuel goes down to whatever touches. Ayuk is now more strictly a receiver. You know, obviously he's always been that role, but 
the ball's going to get spread out a little bit more. And it's to a point where if this was the NBA, they'd say, oh, there's only one ball, but we don't have that conversation in football. Is, is McCaffrey, he's going to get so many touches. It's going to limit everybody else's touches and ideally keep everybody just a little bit more healthy. And that's a very good thing for this Niners team because I'm tired. I'm tired of talking of injuries, Jason. It's so annoying yeah. and, and it's so tiring to talk about because it's, it seems to be the thing we've talked about every week for three years now. So it, let, let's see what happens. But Christian McCaffrey, best newcomer, I'll take it. And it, it's a future take. But, I mean, after week 18, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. Yeah, Banks, is such, a, Banks is such a good answer, though. I didn't even think of like – It's uh, boring. It's No, it's it's not boring because if I would much rather have that conversation of, yeah, the left guard being the best newcomer on the team than having the conversation we have with McGlinchey every week, right, of – well, Banks isn't working. What do they do? You know, By the th way, this is see, way better. Did you see Kyle's thumbnail? Yes, I did. And, and I did. Say, I, so you're the yes. one, you're holding the at least you tried. Yep. Like, yep. like, you yeah. You're a glitchy hater. I, I, I already had my mind set with the MJF mid like video as the mid season awards. But if it wasn't like, it, it's a beautiful thumbnail. Kyle B, we love it. And, and we appreciate yep. all the thumbnails you give us. Jason, Always. best individual play. Best play of wow. the season. I think there's a few. There's a few. I think there's an obvious one. What do you got? I got Debo Samuel on Monday Night Football against the Rams. Um, you know, the throw from, from Jimmy Garoppolo, he goes up and he snags it, and then he literally runs through the defense, rings Jalen Ramsey's bell, um, and, and brings it in for a touchdown. I mean, that's Debo Samuel, man. Like, that's literally, you know, for a large stretches of last year, so much of what the 49ers offense was, was Jimmy just throw the ball to Depot and let's just hope he breaks 15 tackles and goes. <laughs> you don't obviously want to do that, but yeah, it's it's definitely that one for me, especially because the 49ers needed to have that. And Debo Samuel just continues to dominate the Rams. Yeah, so so Roman says Hufongus picks six. That's definitely up there. Your play, I think I'm gonna lean with as well, but I'm gonna I'm gonna counter just for funsies, just for giggles. I think the Mishwishnowski knuckle punt up there, definitely. I think that's a play that just nobody talks about. Why doesn't he knuckle punt more? But I'm gonna stand on what I said Monday. Keith, thank you for the donation. The best part was Lyle's presser, no injuries. Kyle's pressure. There we Kyle's go. Presser. No yeah. injuries. Yes, that's that's a great play as well. When he came out with the Rams press conference, was saying no injuries that was electric keith off of turf we yeah exactly off of perf. by the way keith we know what you're saying you don't donate again with that comment because we know it's kyle you don't need to fix the edit you're good thank you keith thank you but thank you we appreciate the donation i i will run with what i said on monday jason the best play of the Niners season was christian mccaffrey's touchdown run i'm the one yard touchdown run mm -hmm. because i don't know if you guys can tell i'm very excited about christian mccaffrey yes but christian the man, McCaffrey, the man has been beaming Christian McCaffrey breaks out a 25-yard run to get to the one-yard line. The Niners up 10, pretty much to put the game away. The Niners are at the one. Everybody in the building knows where this ball is going. It is going to Christian McCaffrey, and it's probably going up the middle. There it is. Touchdown. Everybody knew. But then the added bonus. This is Rams house. This is the Rams house with 98% red. Like, that is... As a franchise, I don't know how you recover from that, personally. I think I think if you go into a stretch of the Rams not winning a Super Bowl for 30 years, let's even go one further because I know marketing pros in here and I want to rile them up a little bit. They go into a stretch of the Rams not making the playoffs for like 15. I feel like that's going to be the stat. Like Since the this is Rams house moment, when Christian McCaffrey ran for a touchdown, you saw all those Niner fans, they – have not made the playoffs. And that happened 15 years ago. So very embarrassing moment for the Rams. I absolutely agree. Debo Samuel's catch and run was the best play of the season. It was electric Jalen Ramsey, but just to get another play, throwing it out there. I think the Christian McCaffrey one yard run with everything that happened around it. Just, just an iconic, iconic play. I like it. I yeah. like it. And, uh, nice and well, yeah. And, and the, some would say the greatest one yard run in the Maybe. history. Of, Maybe. The, of the NFL. Yeah. The greatest one-yard run. I know a team in Seattle that didn't run it at the one-yard line. Look how that yeah. worked out for them. We're just going after all the teams except yeah, the Cardinals. I was about to say, Nobody I was cares about, to say. about the Cardinals. So, like, who, we're not, we don't need to go after them. They're the Cardinals. My God, man. Just, Seattle just catches strays. Well, we, we, I felt bad because we spent, like, three minutes talking about, like, how kind of fun the Seattle team is. And, oh, if you add yep. the silver helmets, they're more fun. Mm -hmm. 
let's let's knock him down a few more pegs. That's what we're gonna do. Uh, Jason, one of two final categories, unless you had some, and obviously if the chat has another category as well, mm. best defense or no defensive MVP. I don't know how I was trying to word that. Defensive MVP is the best way to word it. Who is your defensive MVP? Come on, is this even a question? We're both gonna just say Nick Bosa. I mean, I, look, Nick Bosa has eight and a half sacks, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was awarded one this bye week that they yep. found, like, later on watching the tape. So he got a sack in a bye week. And he's, like, right behind the guy who, who I think it's Michael Parsons who has the most. And he's missed a game. And he's missed a, and he's missed a game and a half, basically. It's Nick Bosa, man. Uh, I signed this man to a 300-year deal for however much money he wants, man. It, it's Nick Bosa. But... There's an argument to be made for someone else. And I think I have that someone else. And it's the player that it. I skipped on my new best newcomer. And that's Charvarius Ward. Okay. Is that is that who you were thinking? No, I was thinking oh, of Hufanga as well. I, he's I mean. also another one as well. I, I think Hufanga definitely. We'll, we'll talk about Hufanga. Let me go through my Ward thing because he, to me, best newcomer. But not just, obviously, I think once again, Jason Bosa is the obvious pick. I'm picking Ward just to be a little different, throw a different thought out there. The idea of the what we know the 49ers secondary, especially last season, where it was Mosley Verrett, pray they stay healthy. And if they don't, oh God, what's going to happen? And then we kind of found out, well, what happens when they don't stay healthy? It's the Amador Lenore, and then it's Ambry Thomas, and oh God, it's Josh. Remember when Josh Norman was a 49er? That feels like it was years Wait. ago. Starting cornerback Josh Norman. Starting cornerback like, Josh. It, it's Norman. not like Josh Norman was just like, oh, can you get in there here and there? It was we're starting Josh Norman yes. every well, single led week. the league in forced fumbles for a bit there as well. So throwing the forget that fact as well. But what Mooney Ward has brought in is not only a number one cornerback, but stability at the cornerback position. Unfortunately, Emmanuel Mosley's, you know, he tears his ACL in Carolina. It sucks. But the Niners you know, obviously I'm not saying they're not worried because that's a huge piece, but they still have a number one corner. Mm -hmm. And now instead of, well, we don't know what Verrett is. And now we don't know what Mosley is. This is, this is a solid discussion. That's another here, solid that, discussion that as Keith well. Bringing up um, Emmanuel Mosley. And it's shown since he's been out and the number of catches that have been allowed since Emmanuel Mosley has left has gone up. Now you can say some of that is the Kansas City Chiefs. Some of it mm -hmm. is undisciplined play, some coverage busts and such. But I don't think that that's a bad answer either. No. I, well, this defense is so good. There's like seven players that we can mention, right? So like, like take that. Mosley, you very much have an argument. I'm picking Mooney Ward just because he's new, newcomer. You roll it into the defense. And you saw, especially when Mosley was healthy, and what you're hoping you're going to get when Verrett comes back, ideally Verrett comes back 100%, is the best Niners secondary we've ever I've ever seen in my lifetime that I remember. So, so to unlock that aspect of the Niners defense, I think has been key, but I think absolutely Keith. Mosley is a great choice, but also Talanoa Hafunga. And I think you could roll in as well. If we're going to count Aaron Banks as a newcomer, we could also maybe talk a little bit of a newcomer because Hufanga goes from the backup safety to now the starter, not only a starter, but a very good starter. Like, like Jason, you and I have caught some flack on the bird app. That may not be a thing in about a week or two because of Elon Musk. We don't need to dive into that. Wait, about, is that going away for real? I don't know, man. He's 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 not doing well. Let's let's just say that. But if, then, then we don't. If it does, if it does, guys, life goes on. You'll be all right. Yeah, no, we'll just we'll all go to uh, Clubhouse again. We'll just make Clubhouse a new Twitter. Uh, no, but we can we can fire up our AOL um our AOL a uh, AOL screen messages. names. Yeah, yeah, I think mine was like sports fan. <laughs> drop, drop your drop your something. AOL uh drop your AOL ads in here so we can have it uh for when Twitter goes away. But but Talanoa Hufanga, what he's done to the secondary as well, can be seen as just important because Jaquaski Tart was good. And I think people lose that a little bit with how good he was good at what he he did. He was a very good zone guy. He was a very good coverage guy, very good in run coverage. What Talanoa Hufanga brings is a little different. He is definitely, I think he's better in the box than what Tart was. And I think he's obviously better at forcing turnovers, creating plays, things like that. They're both good in different senses. 
Hufanga has definitely unlocked something that the Niners defense has been lacking, and that's ability to turn the ball or force turnovers. So yeah. Hufanga definitely belongs in that conversation as well as defensive MVP. I think if we're going to go in an order, I, I think the, probably the correct order is going to be Bosa, maybe Hufanga, and then Ward. But I, I think Ward, just him being a first year, you know, his free agent, he's playing the role exactly like they hoped, being a shutdown number one corner. And and he's done just that. So I want to th- I want to throw him in there as well as the MVP for the defense. Yep. And Jay Aguayo, thank you for the donation. Um, as for right option, who will play first, Armstead or Verrett? I'm gonna say both of them. I think both of them yeah. come out uh next week, actually. So I think you'll see both of them actually. Yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a long week, and I know there was a tweet that went around. I'm gonna try and find. I'm pretty sure Lombardi tweeted it of the list of players the Niners are gonna get back after the bye week, and I, I'm I'm probably gonna have to go back a few days to find this tweet. But the list is is pretty dang good, and I believe Verrett and Armstead were both on the list. As I still have not found it, I'm still talking, stalling the time. But yeah, the Niners are gonna get a lot of players back from injury this this week. I'm gonna say Verrett if I have to pick one. But I definitely like Jason's. Hey, they're both going to come back. Uh, I, th- I think that's that's uh, that's a good one because er- er- everybody. I'm, I'm not finding this straight. I'm struggling a little bit. That's okay. But everybody who you pictured has been injured is probably coming back next week. Yeah, yeah. Elijah Mitchell for sure. Aziz you'll probably see back uh, mid November, which is going to be a welcome sight. And yeah, I mean, and and then just don't forget the people that have been dealing with injuries now get an entire week off. So. This team is largely going to be as healthy as it's been since week one. And I think that's what has so many 49er fans excited. I think I found the baby version of the tweet. Next time the 49ers take the field versus the other L.A. team, they may as well have Elijah Mitchell, Jawan Jennings, Jason Verrett, Dre Greenlaw, Eric Armstead. Uncertainty surrounding Armstead, but what a bump in trajectory for SF today. And, and, And we'll go into this conversation after offensive MVP because I think things are looking very up for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll, we'll dive into that conversation because of the injuries and all that. Cause let's, we'll look forward to the second half in a second here, Jason, the last category I had was offensive MVP. And I'm very curious to see who you say, because now with the smile you have on your damn face, that smile, that damn smile, as she says in 13 reasons why, who is your offensive MVP? I think we have the same guy. Hmm. Brandon Ayuk. Oh, we don't have the same guy. Okay, Brandon Ayuk. I like it. Brandon Ayuk has been the guy that's been on the field the most out of all of the weapons, right? Obviously, Christian McCaffrey just got here. Debo Samuel just missed a game. George Kittle was struggling to get on the field. Brandon Ayuk has been the guy week after week, every single time that they needed something. And, you know, two touchdowns against Atlanta, a touchdown again in the L.A. game. I think he has a touchdown in three straight games, if I'm not mistaken. You're watching the coming out party for a guy that we thought was going it was going to happen immediately last year. But it's Ayuk, and and it's it's more based on the idea that he has been the most healthy. He has been the most productive. He's been the guy that whenever they've needed something big, it's been him. And now we're going to finally see this dynamic with all of these weapons. But for me, it's Brandon Ayuk just because he has been – his trajectory is going like this, up, up, and up. And I don't want to blame Debo Samuel. He was mm-hmm. injured in this game. That's a hamstring. That's fine. You take the week off and you'll be back. He'll be fine. And that's not downplaying George Kittle or even Christian McCaffrey. But Ayuk's been here the entire year. He's been the one who's been balling out the most. It's Brandon Ayuk for me. Brandon Ayuk's a great pick. I'm going to go James. I'm going to go Jimmy. Garoppolo. I'm going to go Jimmy. Listen, guys. Woo! I can't I, wait to see that. All right, I'm just going to sit back and watch the yeah, people. I, I know people are going to yell at me, and I get it. I understand it. But... God, now now I feel now I feel like you leaning back, like more pressure on me to prove my point here, and I'm like, oh God, now now people are gonna no, get real do angry. And, and look, there's but an argument to be made for it. Go for it. There, I think there's an argument to be made for it, right? Eleven touchdowns, four interceptions. If it holds through the rest of the season, his 1.9 percent interception percentage would be a career low. And that's the one thing a lot of people complain about Jimmy Garoppolo is the turnovers and he's managed not to do it. It seems like they've come in a bit of bunches, uh, obviously with like the Denver game, the Atlanta game, the can pretty much the losses. Right. But in the wins, I, I mean, the lack of turnovers has been key. And also I, the one, the one thing I like, I, I don't want this to come off as really mean because it might come off really mean. Jimmy Garoppolo is playing and that means Brock Purdy isn't. And the Niners are not four and four right now. Listen, I know there's a lot of people that like Purdy, but it's it's this situation once again where it's it's 
He's a backup quarterback. It's only going to be sustainable for so long. Are the Niners four and four? Andrew, I think I don't think With that Purdy? there's necessarily people that like Purdy. I think they're interested to see what he what is. He is. I, I mean, yes. I, I don't know what you can see that you like liked about yeah, him. Yeah, sorry, played, yeah, yeah. Like, they're interested in like, finding out what he is. They, yeah, that some people are just firm are so firmly out on Jimmy Garoppolo that they would prefer to watch Brock Purdy play. I would tell you, I would rather eat a pencil than have to watch Brock Purdy play extended football. But go for it, Andrew. Yeah. So so yeah. So the, I'll change that. They want to see what he is, but. What that turns into is potential. Yes, it potentially can be amazing. It could be great. Uh, that's fine. But at the same time, it could also potentially turn into Nick Mullins. It could turn into CJ Beathard. And yes, those worked for a very short time and then they did it. And now they're not here. Jimmy Garoppolo. And, and the way I worded it after the Trey Lance injury, it, it, it kind of stands true is because the Niners were with Trey Lance as their quarterback. They were Super Bowl contenders, yes, absolutely, because of their roster. But at the same time, developing a young quarterback and being and willing to go through those bumps and bruises. And you got to remember, Jason, our idea of what a successful season for the 49ers was, was, yeah, forget the record, like the record might suffer. But to say from week one, Trey Lance or excuse me, at week 18, Trey Lance has taken that step from week one. Kind of what we've seen from Justin Fields a little bit, right? That That's a fair one to compare it to. But now with the injury, they went from this tweener, like Super Bowl contender to bumping, trying to develop a young quarterback to probably perennial playoff contenders, if not Super Bowl contenders, because you know what Jimmy Garoppolo is. And that's something we have said on this podcast multiple times is we know what Jimmy Garoppolo is. There's no point in complaining about it anymore because he's going to have the games where he has multiple turnovers. He's going to have games where he looks just fine. The thing is, is his just fine games are happening more than the bad games. And, And that's where I think he deserves a lot of credit because If you would have told me after Lance goes down and after what we saw, especially after Seattle, they beat Seattle, but then Denver and seeing what Jimmy was, if you told me that six games into this, Jimmy would have 11 touchdowns and four interceptions. I, I, I would be, I would have been shocked. Like, because that's never who Jimmy Garoppolo has been even in his five game burst back in 2017, when, when, when everybody was saying Garoppolo wins, the interceptions were going on. He was seven and five, seven touchdowns to five interceptions. So once again, like I, I love the IU conversation of him being MVP, but Jimmy Garoppolo being there. And, and, and obviously we could talk about the pay cut as well. Things like that. I, I think Garoppolo deserves at least be in the conversation. And that's why I'll personally pick him. He's the quarterback and, and, and he's playing at maybe the best level we've seen him play as a Niner. Andrew Pasquini, why would you say something so controversial? Yes, so I know, right? Yeah, no, and, and like I don't want it to come off as that, but like I, I think, I think we're so used to just saying, "Oh yeah, the Niners are very good," and Jimmy Garoppolo is just there making sure they stay good. Where now, like Jimmy Garoppolo is playing good, like he he's just playing good. And yes, as I said, you could you could take the the Kansas City game, you could take the Denver game. He's still gonna have those games, but. As I said, a three to one touchdown to interception ratio. Last year, he was a two to one. Mm-hmm. His MVP year, or not MVP, God, oh, MVP year, 2019, his Super Bowl year. Let me take that back, reel that one back a little bit. He was at two to one, 27 to 13. Yeah. So, like, like, obviously, this is through six games. Is it sustainable? I don't know. But he's shown through six games it's sustainable, and that's a third of a season. So, yeah. who knows? Who knows, man? So, yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw Jimmy Garoppolo. And 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 why not? He's my MVP for the offense. You're making good points. Uh, it's hard to argue any of them. Jay Aguirre, thank you for the donation. Esperant right option. Would Sudfeld or Purdy take us to the play playoffs? Absolutely not. No. No. I, yeah. Uh, so, but here's the but here's the thing. Backup quarterbacks are backup quarterbacks yes. for a reason because they can come in in spurts, one or two games, and play well. But once the book is out and the tape is out, they tend to fall off see Nick Mullins, see yes. basically every other every other backup. The difference with Jimmy is Jimmy's not a backup. Jimmy's a starter in this league. So mm-hmm. that's why this is completely different. So, I mean, with Sudfeld or Purdy, no. If you had Sudfeld play for one game, he could right the ship. I guarantee you he could keep you afloat like he is that type of guy. But if either of these guys, and this pretty much goes for every single backup quarterback in the league, aside from a few, 
it, once you're in, you're not going to have sustained success. So, like, it's just I, I, I have little to no faith in Brock Purdy, and I know what Nassau Feld is, even though you know he's in Detroit. Yeah, no, and 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 I, I, I would feel more comfortable with Sudfeld than Purdy because Sudfeld's been in the league and he's had some success. He was decent with the Eagles for, and a he stretch. could spin that thing, and he could, he could definitely spin that thing, as Jason would say. It just to me, it, it, it's it, it does fall back into that conversation of of backup quarterbacks, and and, and it's a conversation this podcast is very familiar with. But even too like Cooper Rush, right? Like Cowboy fans loved him, and then he kind of you know went back down to earth, and and then you know Dak Prescott's there, and even a little bit in New England with I'm drawing a blank on their backup Bailey Zappi, Bailey Zappi, right? Bailey Zappi, Mac Jones, same thing, like literally yeah, the same person. You can't yeah, tell them apart. So, 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 so that, that's my thing on it. Like I absolutely, I, I, I get the idea that like Sudfeld and Purdy could take them to the playoffs, but I think it's significantly harder. And, and I mean, also too, like, is that question, that question's a little different to answer if you asked us week one or week now, because maybe they do because of how bad the NFC is. And maybe they just do enough for maybe. the Niners to just get into a playoff spot week one. Definitely not. When you well, thought that the Rams were going to be the Rams and the bucks and the Packers and all those. Let things. me ask you this, Andrew, if Nate Suffeld or Brock Purdy were the quarterback, the 49ers trade for Christian McCaffrey. No, absolutely not. Yeah. And, and that's the other aspect to it is like, because of Jimmy Garoppolo, like, Hey, I don't want to say it like this, but like the, the, it's easier to deal with the Trey Lance injury, right? There's no real easy way to spin. Yeah, there's no nice easy way, way to say. It. I'm not. I'm there's not no, trying to say yeah. the Niners no. hoped they but could get Jimmy out there, but yeah, it's it's but easier yeah. to deal with that. Yeah, usually when a starting quarterback is lost for the season, the entire season is flushed. Yes, that is not the case for the San Francisco 49ers. Probably the best way you could put it. And also Jimmy Garoppolo taking a pay cut. I mean, and then again, it doesn't really work because McCaffrey's on a vet vet minimum. Well, and then not even that. I guess he's that just, doesn't work. He's racking up money as he keeps playing. Like he yeah. and if and if if all these trends continue and they win playoff games, he might yeah. just walk away with like very close to what he was gonna be. Yeah, and, and Jason, as I said, I love your IU pick. He has been very consistent and Keith loves that too. as well. Thank you. Thank you for the donation. But I just I just think we're so used to just Jimmy being a character on the team and, and him being a because because like always and it, it it's always like Debo and Trent Williams and George Kittle and, and Brandon Ayuk and then Jimmy's there. But this year it feels like maybe the offense could hum at certain points because of Jimmy Garoppolo and, and, and things like that. So, so yeah, I, I love Brandon Ayuk. I just, I think we need to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit, just yeah. a little bit more. No problem. I mean, that's look, it's a very, very fair take. It is. Thank and you. I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people aren't going to jump on board with that. And that's probably not the first thing. I'm shocked that you said that. I'm shocked that you said that. Oh, yeah. I, I thought, I thought when you were smiling, I thought maybe you're going Jimmy. Oh no, 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 I was no, like, no, Oh that's, man, there we go. How you thought I was going to pull out the trolley? No, no, no. I think it's fair, and I do think that he's been playing very well. Aside from the Denver game, I can only say that's the only real game where he's played poorly. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I mean, look. And I kind of throw out the Kansas City game a little bit because that was just whatever. Right. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, the defense couldn't stop anybody in that game. But yeah, right now, true. right now, if you look at the confidence that it instills in the rest of this team, it, in the front office, the front office said, you know what, we need to make a move for Christian McCaffrey because mm -hmm. we feel we can win now. That's because of Jimmy Garoppolo being there at center, under center. So, look, guys, again, no need to change the way you view him. I think the way that everybody views him in terms of where he ranks within the quarterback hierarchy, ooh, nice word, uh, is, is still word. the same. I don't think that that changes. And I don't think that anybody needs to go ahead and say, well, I'm sorry. None of that. None of that at all. But I do understand what Andrew is saying. And there is an argument to be made that this football that you are watching from Jimmy Garoppolo hap happens to be the best that yeah. it has been under the 49ers. How much of that has to do with the fact that there is nobody that anybody wants to see behind him play as opposed to last year, right? Yeah. Like so many people were clamoring last year. Hey, let's see the kid. Let's see the kid. I can promise you three 49ers fans is not the same as the people clamoring for Trey Lance because I guarantee you nobody wants to see Brock Purdy play extended no. football. Um, and, and look, well, and some some do, people might want to see it, but if you do, you what? have to abandon all playoff hopes. Right. That's, so it's like for what? Like, are you exactly. do you want to like have some fun with the season, go into the playoffs, see what happens, take your chances because you never know what could happen. And you know, when people say, "Well, would you say this team's a Super Bowl team?" I don't think that that's fair to ask right now 
you should ask that question going into the playoffs because what if playoff teams have devastating injuries to impact players? Their whole their whole outlook changes. There's no point in getting all wrapped up in, well, it's week eight. I don't think this 49ers team can make the uh, make a run to the Super Bowl. Just get to the playoffs, and then we'll reassess from there. We'll reassess yeah. what the Eagles look like. We'll reassess what the Cowboys look like and every other team that's going to be there. As of right now, making any grandiose predictions or anything like that seems foolish. And I know it's fun. We all talk uh, – sports is basically – Half of it talking about is hypotheticals, but you should just wait to see where this team is after week 18 in comparison to the other playoff teams before we rush to judgment about where they're going to be going. Yeah, and, and I'm nobody you need to know. Uh, this is a conversation I've seen happening on certain corners of the internet with the dropped interceptions. Mm -hmm. A, like, you got to do that with every other quarterback then because it's not Tua, a Jimmy. Tua, Tua on Monday Night Football threw four balls right to Steelers yeah, wrist, or defenders, like, and they uh, dropped them all. Again, I it, this discussion only comes around on Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, not it, every other every other quarterback has dropped interceptions. But then, but then on the flip side, can we talk about the sheer amount of passes? He, I can think of off the top of my head two touchdowns dropped: the Ray Ray McLeod, and then I believe Debo Samuel had another drop in the back of the end zone as well. Not to mention, uh, you know, the one off the top of my head, Seattle, the Brandon Ayuk behind the shoulder throw. Like the or, drops were uh, both ways as well. Charlie Hurts Warner, and, Ray Ray McLeod. Like, yeah, those are, like, those are touchdowns yeah so so like listen i understand the dropped interceptions but here's the thing if if wishes were fishes the world would be an ocean right but that's not the case or if ifs were splits we'd all be hot yeah, oh i like that one better i really like that one <laughs> and, and and so like I, I get it the dropped interceptions but at the end of the day it counts as a zero in the interception and yes yeah. we could focus on them and complain about them i get it uh, I am taking that into account. Doesn't take away from my point that defenders are dropping his ints. I th listen. I'm nobody you need to know. I'm starting to maybe form of who you are. Maybe neither here nor there. But no, like, sure, man. Like dropped interceptions. That that might be the case. Until the interceptions start getting caught, I, I'm not going to concern myself with them. That's that's what it is. That and that, that's yeah. where I'm at with it. Yeah. Four interceptions. If you go to Pro Football, if you go to any sports stat tracking website, that interception number is going to be four, and and that doesn't matter for the dropped interceptions. It really doesn't. So, like as I said, I I understand it to an extent, but at the end of the day, they're just incomplete passes. It's like it's like it's like foul balls, right? It's it's just a long strike. That's all it is. As a pitcher, right? You give up a, a foul ball that's a home run, just a long strike. No no worries, no harm, no or, foul. It's or, just an incomplete you know, pass. Like yesterday, uh, you know the Phillies, the the Phillies player almost had a triple. Exactly. And guess what? The guy caught it, and he, he doesn't run, get to. Yeah, Schwarber's not standing on third because oh, it should have been a it should have been a triple. It it was a catch. Yeah. Like that, that plain and simple. That's what it is. So Jason, there it is. Also, like half of the conversation with Jimmy as well. Last thing I'll make: six games, nine games remaining. If you take his current stats, two and a half of them roughly. 29 touchdowns like 10 interceptions for like roughly 4,000 yards that's like roughly what he's on pace this is very quick andrew mass so that could be very wrong as well so if anybody wants to type it into a calculator you could tell me how right i am but i'm pretty confident it's roughly like 29 10 and four maybe three nine for yards if that's what you told me i was getting out of jimmy garoppolo oh my god like so 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 i'll leave it at that with jimmy Jason, halfway point, bye week, four and four. The Niners have nine games remaining. Uh, six, six of the night. I don't know why my hands. I'm, I'm very Italian today, talking with my hands quite a bit. I'm all over the place. Uh, six games left at Levi Stadium, three on the road. Uh, and one of them is actually a Mexico City game, not in Arizona. So two and a half on the road. It's a neutral site. Where do you see the Niners finishing? Where, where do you see this going? Uh, let's get to this donation. Thank you, Big Boy Lewis. Happy Friday. Still smoking that Rams pack. It's, it's so refreshing, actually. It's still in the air. I love it. Um, yeah. Uh, so nine games left. They're four and four. I've got this team winning 11 games. I mean, when you look down the schedule right now, the toughest game is going to be, close your ears, 49ers fans, in Seattle on Thursday night football again. So that's the thing. It's like Arizona is – I have to give Arizona props – they are reversing the course on fa failing late in the season by failing early in the season. I really love that for them and applaud them for yeah. trying to change the narrative. I applaud that for them. The Los Angeles Chargers are a mess. Keenan Allen comes out of the bye. He's not playing this week. He's probably not going to play next week either. They are missing pieces. They are not the team that many people thought mm -hmm. they were. A lot of that has to do with coaching. When you go back, 
to two games against Arizona, one more with Seattle. There's very winnable games all across the board. I've got this team winning 11 games, especially with the addition of Christian McCaffrey and the fact that reinforcements are coming. Um, it's pretty funny. We would have said 11 wins early in the season. Didn't look like we could get there after the second or third week. But what I've learned from last year about calling the season too early is you got to let things play out. And look yeah. at us now. We're talking about a 4-4 four and four team that right now the national media has completely flipped on. I don't know if you guys have put on any ESPN, any Fox Sports. Any Real high on them. Real high on them. It literally has gone from the conversation of Philly's running away with this thing to the 49ers can go in there and beat them. And yeah. it's so funny what happens after one week. It's just crazy. So, again, those same national people that were writing us off, guess what? 49ers in right back. Yeah, man, and my thing, so 7-2 and two for the rest of the season, we get the Niners to 11-6. and six. So, Jason, that's a fantastic prediction. I I think I'm with you. I, I think 7-2. and two, I've, I've been on record before the Rams game. I said the Niners aren't losing until at least December. I like I, I stand by that. Perk Dog, thank you. Uh, what's happening? I love you. We appreciate you. Day one, he's been there for a while. The Niners through November, it's the Chargers at the Cardinals and the Saints. The, the, come on, you can't tell me they can't win those three games. There, there's, there's, there's November, oh, and there's, and it's all in on Saints slander now that Jameis is not starting anymore. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. If Jameis isn't the starter, nobody cares about Andrew Dalton other than maybe a sunshine here Andrew, or there. Andrew, Andrew Dalton, yeah, well, he's when he's. I've been told when he's hot and like has the haircut, he's Andrew. So we're gonna call him Andrew Dalton. Hi, Angie. How you doing? Angie, yeah, that's a that's an Angie podcast. Sunshine. Uh, yeah, uh, I love but, Angie in the morning. But I, I mean, you you compare this season to last year because I think it's very comparable, right? Slow start to eight games, four and four versus three and five. Do you know how different this four and four is to three and five? Not just because of the one game, but I look. I went through the standings last year. Not only were the Rams seven and one, but the Cardinals were seven. At this point last year, the NFC West was gone. The Niners weren't going to win it. They were three and five, four games behind both Arizona and Los Angeles. They weren't coming back. Right now, they're four and four, a game behind a team they currently, I've said this before, a team they own the tiebreaker over in Seattle. The Niners can very easily be a top three seed. And maybe, who knows, maybe Philadelphia falls that back down to earth a little bit. They finish with like five losses. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in Philly. Their fatal Philly- was kind of put on tape though yesterday. Yeah. And Philly, like I know their city is hot right now. You know, you got the World Series, you got the 8-0 Eagles, you got the Philadelphia Union and the MLS Cup. At some point, that's going to drop. That's going to fall. And I think the Sixers are whipping on the Knicks. Sixers aren't a real team. Unserious basketball The Knicks aren't a real team. Also, yeah, the Knicks are also very unserious. The NBA is having some issues right now as well. We don't need to dive too Oh, Don't start, please. We won't. We won't start. There we go. Uh, here it is. If we beat Seattle, split with cards, 10 and 7. Jay Aguayo, thank you for the donation. You know, I'll go even hotter. Why don't they just, why, why don't they never lose again? There's only one thing left for us to do, and this is a major league reference win the whole fucking thing. And yeah, never, there we never go. Lose That's again. A great one. Never yeah, lose again. Don't like, lose again. This second half of the schedule, if you rewind to the schedule preview the back in May when we did this episode and we had Tim and Brian on, and we're like, oh man, lost the Chargers, the Cardinals, right. the Buccaneers, the Raiders, like, oh, maybe the a little bit. Tough. This is scary. And now it's like, you look at it, Chargers, they can beat the Chargers. Cardinals, they can beat the Cardinals. Saints, they can beat the Saints. Dolphins, they can beat the Dolphins. Buccaneers, they can beat the Buccaneers. Seahawks, they can beat them. I'm listing their schedule at this point. But Commanders, they can beat them. Raiders should easily beat them. Cardinals, they can beat them. Like, yeah. This is very hopefully that week 18 game doesn't matter. Yeah. So I'll go. Oh, you know what? I'll go one. I'll, I'm, I'm going to buy. I'll go. I'll go 12 wins. I'll go eight and one the rest of the way. Love it. Why not? Love because it. I think that's very doable. And, and as, and maybe, maybe if the bye week's a little shifted and it's before the Rams game and not after it, and we're coming off that chiefs game, maybe we're talking a little different, but the NFL is a week to week league based off what I saw Sunday. I'm feeling really good about what the Niners are going to be. And and it's a very easy, not a very easy schedule. They, it can get hard because if Tampa Bay like turns it around by then, I wouldn't be surprised. But as of November fourth, the schedule looks easy, and the Niners should roll. Fun time to be a 49ers fan right now. You know that wins the springboard, you get all your guys back, and then you start really you're letting your imagination run wild. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, 49ers fans kind of deserve it with the way that this offseason kind of went off. The way that you know, obviously after Trey Lance's injury, how down we were. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, this is a fun time, and and again. 
put away your personal biases. It's just time to to get behind this team because this is what they are. And, and uh, let's just have some fun this year, man. That's all hey, I care about. Yeah, man. And, and they're in a position to do it. It's been fun already. We're halfway we're halfway through, Jason. You know how scary that is? You remember, like, back in July, we were like, man, I'm so excited to finally talk about real games happening. And now mm-hmm. it's – yeah, we're halfway through. We're burning through it. Uh, Keith Murphy, Philly has too much of a favorable schedule. That That's a good that's point. True. I've I've seen Great it. Team. I don't know mm-hmm. off the top of my head how good it is. I, I mean, their schedule's it. been favorable to this point Yeah. also as well. This is not us downplaying the Philadelphia Eagles because it's always yeah, oh, yeah. like just- this. You know, I'm throwing hypothetically, yeah. maybe they stumble a little bit. They lose yeah. a few more games. I mean, looking at their schedule, maybe they lose to the Packers and then maybe they lose to the Titans and then the Cowboys that's on the road. And who knows, you know, things happen. And obviously you could easily do that with the Niners schedule, but my job for this podcast is to hype the Niners up and not necessarily hype them up, but talk about the Niners. I know the, Niners, the objective. I know the yeah, I'm objective, obviously. Uh, I know the Niners schedule a little bit better than what's going on in Philly. Unfortunately, I wish I was a little more well-versed on Philly, but I know the Niners a little better than I know them. So so definitely, I get that. Absolutely, you are correct. They do have a favorable schedule. Niners do too. So we'll see what happens. I, I think that's half the fun of the season. Oh, yeah. Good teams win good, uh, good teams win ball games, though. It doesn't matter who's on the mm-hmm. uh, schedule. So, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, hey, guys, that's it. It was a fun one. Yeah. Nice, easy, light you know bye week enjoy the bye week guys take some time don't even think about the niners we'll we'll take care of that for you guys monday when we come back or maybe next friday when we come back we'll we'll see what our schedule is there's a rooting guide a little bit right there's a rooting guide. actually an article i'm about to write i don't know if you heard jason we both write for niners nation i'm actually about to write a rooting guide Mm because there are two games of concern for the 49ers the cardinals are playing against the Seahawks. Obviously, I think Niner fans should want to cheer for the Cardinals a little bit there because the Niners will be a little bit closer to first place in the NFC West. And then the other game is the Buccaneers against the Rams. And as I mentioned earlier, that might be a loser leaves town game. Yep, That might be a team who loses that. Could be out of the running, but we'll see. Obviously, a lot of weeks left. And then the other one, just to give you a full preview of the article, if you want something where you're not even going to think about the Niners for the bye week, go go to New York Buffalo. That that'll be fun and it'll be a good game between you could oh, yeah, scout right here. You, yeah, you can scout the Niners Super Bowl opponent in the Buffalo Bills, and you could also watch Robert Sala, Niners legend. So if you want something that has nothing to do with the Niners, that's a very good one to watch. So so Bills not yeah. Bills Jets would be fun. And and in the spirit of keeping this fun, um, I want to tease a little something that I have going on. Oh. Um I know you guys have seen yes. there's a lot of people. You know, content creators who have been doing the support supporters club on the 49ers app Q&A. You know, you've seen a few people. I'm on on the 22nd. So if you guys you want to join and be the supporters club, you can sign up for the supporters club. I'll be on the 49ers app answering questions. Uh, it, it's insane. The team reached out and they they, they wanted November to 22nd. That November sure 22nd. Yeah, I'm super excited, man. And that's something that I never thought it would be possible. I just thought that we were just going to be talking to each other like on camera. But, you know, to have the team reach out and say, hey, we want you to, to do this. It's a, it's a humbling moment. And uh, I'm really excited. So I just wanted to throw it out there for you guys. Clear your schedule. It's a Tuesday on the 22nd. I'll be uh, on the 49ers app. Official. Very excited for Jason. It's it's great to see you grow. I'm excited. Also, the day before my birthday. No, don't forget that, guys. Hey, just throwing that one out there. Day before my birthday right now. Right now, Jason just revealing that information. I wasn't sure if I could reveal it. So I'll say happy early birth. I mean, if you want, we could sit here and talk for another two hours and 47 minutes. We could grant midnight on the East Coast. Say happy nah. birthday live. No, Jason what I'm doing. Conte. What I'm doing is catching up on House of the Dragon. Um, I'm going to oh. take the rest of this this week. Oh, you need to. That. How yeah. far behind are you? I've only seen episode one. Wow. You are in for yes. a ride. I need you. Oh, I to- am. This is interesting. This is reverse. This is reverse. reverse. Right. Because I was, I was Game watching Thrones Game of guy. Thrones when you wa- mm-hmm. when you were done, and now I, I, I know what happens. You're in for a wild ride, my guy. It's be good. Very good. Can't be like good. like I I I tweeted just to get spicy. Season six, Game of Thrones. Season one, House of the Dragon. Season five, Game of Thrones. Like I'm up. I'm I'm I am sold on House of the Dragon, and I cannot wait till 2024. Thank you, Sin. Thank you, Dawson. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, you know, they, it, the bye week couldn't have come at a better time. So. Also, Sin, I just want to let you know, like, I have thought at least 18 times last week about how awesome it was to, like, meet you on this. Like, that was an electric moment. And I know we're teetering into, like, 
sprint red option podcast dark conversations at this We're point not. hey it's an outro it's an outro jason we do what we want on our outros it's our that's podcast right. that's right uh so so Sin, it was very cool to, to meet you uh jason i guess i guess we're wrapping i don't know how we got an hour yeah. out of this time flies when you're having fun as the kids would say yeah especially when you're able to talk about the four and four san francisco 49ers and their prospects going forward time is exactly it's always gonna exciting. fly when you're having that much fun thank you guys for all tapping in make sure you like this video subscribe to the channel hit that notification bell for when we go live probably be a little bit more scaled back as you know the yeah. the, the week is off for us but knowing the 49ers there'll always be something to talk about and we'll just have to either break in for like an emergency Jesus podcast Christ. or something like that so yeah man appreciate you guys Rappaport just retweeted a second suspect 14 uh was arrested in the armed robbery attempt of brian robinson 17 and a 14 year old unbelievable Insane. uh jason appreciate it it was fun time flies again monday maybe maybe friday for sure because friday Niners for sure a preview a- Niners have a Sunday night. Sunday I'm not night. gonna not gonna sing the song, not gonna sing it against the Chargers coming up. So we'll for sure be here Friday, maybe Monday. We'll let you guys know. Jason Aponte, as always. Let's go, Niners. Keep smoking that Rams back too. I just wish I got one less button throughout the podcast. That's really all I wanted. Oh my god. <laughs>